Hello, hello. Welcome to the Healthy Be Human podcast. My name is Callie. I'm your podcast host. If you are new to the show, oh my gosh, welcome. I'm so excited that you are here. You found the show, you're listening. Wow, welcome to the community, to the fam. I'm so excited you're here. If you're back for more, oh my gosh, welcome back. I'm so happy you are back and you're still part of the fam. And wow, guys, I'm literally so excited for this episode today. It is all about how to navigate and overcome FOMO, which is a topic and a feeling that I have dealt with for a lot of my life, and I'm really excited to just dive deep into it. So a little rundown of how the episode works. We always start with a little bit of a self-check-in, and then I'll catch you up, guys. I'll catch you up on my life and tell you exciting things are happening, and then we'll get into the topic. So fun as that. It's a solo episode today. I honestly love the solos. We had an awesome guest episode last week, but there's something that just hits different about just talking, you and me. It's like we're two friends just FaceTiming super late at night, and I'm honestly so here for it. So anyway, let's get into our little self-check-in. This self-check-in purpose is to simply just reconnect with yourself, to feel grounded wherever you are, and yeah, let's just do it. So wherever you are, unless you're driving or walking, I want you to close your eyes And take a nice big inhale through your nose, just filling up your lungs with lots of goodness for four counts. And then hold this at the top. On your exhale, opening your mouth, sign it out, just letting everything out of your body that just isn't serving you. One more time, deep inhale, imagining the air flowing through your lungs to be golden air, filled with so much love for your body and for yourself. And holding this good feeling at the top. On your exhale, opening your mouth and just sign it out. Shoulders are dropping out of those ears. Your face is relaxing. Just let it all go. And when you're ready, just keep your eyes nice and closed. Ask yourself, how am I feeling today? And as you answer the question, never ever judging yourself. Just allowing yourself to think about how your body and mind are really feeling right now. And now I want you to ask yourself, why do I feel this way? Maybe something happened that caused you to feel like this, or maybe it's just how you're feeling. That's also totally normal and totally fine. And now ask yourself, what is one thing I can do to feel better today? It doesn't have to be a big thing. It can literally be as small as I'm just going to make myself a delicious lunch Or I'm going to compliment myself in the mirror. And now ask yourself, have I stood up in the past hour? If you haven't, stand up right now. Shake out those legs. Shake out those arms. Get the blood flowing in your hot bod and return to the podcast. Now ask yourself, have I drank water in the past 30 minutes? If you have not drank water right now, grab your water bottle with me. Pause the podcast Fill up your cup with a nice juicy glass and let's chug some water right here. I'm going to try to like not let my mic fall over as I do this. Okay, ready? We're going to chug it. All right. Feeling refreshed, my queen. All right. Our final question today is I want you right now to think about the younger version of you. What is something that the younger version of you would be so proud of if she knew that you had accomplished? Something in your life you've done that you know little you would be like, oh my gosh, what? 
And then we just think about that thing. It's really awesome to reflect and to see how far we've come. And a lot of the times, the dreams that we had when we were little often have come true in some sort of way. And I think it's really cool when you can look back and be like, whoa, I did that. That's awesome. Okay, so that's our self-check-in. I hope you are feeling more present with yourself, more grounded, and just understanding a little bit better why you feel how you feel today. And like full disclosure, I was not feeling like myself at all last week. I It was the week leading up to my period. And for me personally, I am like a different human being the week prior. I am terrifying. I'm not like terrifying, but like I'm so snappy. I feel like I have zero patience for anything. I'm always frustrated. I cry like 50 million times the week before. And it's honestly just like, I feel very disconnected from myself. So point being, it's okay to not always feel like your best. And it's also really good to understand why we're feeling how we feel. So like last week when I was going through all of this, I was able to be like, okay, let's look at my period tracker. Oh, period is coming next week. This makes sense why I'm feeling how I feel. So what are some things that I can do to be a better version of myself, even if I'm not going to be like the quote unquote best version? And also guys, I had this epiphany a couple of weeks ago, but it's like, is there ever a best version of ourselves? Truly. I mean, we're always evolving. Maybe we were our best self of 2019. Maybe we were were our best self of 2020. But it's like every single day we have this chance to be a new version of ourselves and to expand and to grow. So I feel like it's not normal and it's not okay for us to always feel like we should be this best version comparing ourselves to a version of us that we were a year prior or a week prior because we're always changing and our circumstances external or internal are also completely changing every single day a little food for thought there a little ramble moment but anyway that was kind of how I was feeling last week and I, oh my gosh, you guys, I have so much to catch you up on. Wow. So let's just start with like this previous weekend. I'm currently recording this on Tuesday, aka the day before I dropped this podcast. This is usually how it goes. And honestly, I'm not mad about it. It's kind of nice to record the podcast like in real time. So I feel like I really am catching you guys up and it's not like you guys are always a week behind my life and what's happening. And I I just like love to share like tidbits of my life as it happens. So I'm like, I love it. Anyway, that was like a very off topic moment. But this past weekend, I had a lot of highs and I had some lows. I think the highs were for sure on Saturday, I did my first New York City free people Pilates class and it was so freaking amazing, guys. We did like a little walk club. So everyone met at the Soho Free People store and we walked over to Pier 45 and then we did a Pilates class and the girls already had the mat set up and stuff. It was like so organized and amazing. And then we walked back and we ate some snacks and there were goodie bags and we all like shopped around. And honestly, it was such a fun turnout. And what I loved the most about it was the people that showed up to the event It was like everyone was talking to everyone. It wasn't like they came with their little group and you only talk to your group. It was like people were introducing themselves to other people and it was like the coolest thing ever to see just how these people came to this event not just for themselves. It was like, I want to meet 
and make more friends and get to know other people. And it was just like so cool to see that. And I think it was like honestly really refreshing. So that was such a high. And I'm hoping that we'll do more events um, in the near future fingers crossed but I've been absolutely loving doing the New York City in-person classes it's been like the best I love meeting you guys and I feel like there's so many more of you in New York than in Miami maybe I'm wrong but like it's it's been really cool to just meet all of you guys in person and like I love it like we all have a lot in common and I think it's cool to meet people on the planet who have similar goals and values and wow that's my rant I love you guys Okay, so that was a big high. Also, I city biked for the first time. If you don't know what city biking is, it's basically like a public form of transportation where you can like book or like rent bikes per, I think it's per minute or something. And basically, (laughs) me and my boyfriend, we went to Roosevelt Island and we've been dying to go to Roosevelt Island and explore it. It's this like really cool island and there's a lot of historical buildings and ruins and we basically city biked around the entire island and it was like so hot but we were just thriving it was so much fun and there were just like some really cool stuff there kind of some creepy stuff I'm not gonna lie there used to be I want to I want to say oh it was the smallpox hospital they had on the island like a long time ago and they had the ruins of it and it was like whoa it was kind of, it was like kind of creepy and sad, but like also really cool. So I kind of realized like, whoa, am I a historical gal? I never thought I was like that into historical kind of museum type vibes, but I think as I've gotten a little bit older, I'm appreciating it more and it's like really cool to see that stuff. So after we biked around Roosevelt Island, we took, it's called the gondola. So it's a legit gondola that takes you up over the river back to Manhattan. So we've been dying to do that. So we did that and it was like so fun. And then my sister's birthday was this weekend. So we went to her birthday party and it was like this cute little restaurant with a backyard and we was like a really intimate little party and everyone was like chatting, eating appetizers drinking drinks and then we went inside to like this bar and it was just more of a party and we had tiramisu and oh my gosh it was so fun so those were absolutely the highs I think the lows was so all that happened on a Saturday I know it was a crazy long day I think I was awake for like almost 20 hours and then (laughs) and then the next day I woke up and I was like oh my gosh my body is dead I'm so dead right now like I was so tired and I like mentally, physically just absolutely fatigued. Like my social, so I'm the, I'm a very like, intro, like extroverted person, but I definitely have to recharge a lot. So I think I'm like an extroverted introvert. I don't even know if that's a thing, but basically I woke up and I was like, whoa, my social battery is negative like 30 right now. And I'm physically so drained. And I was like, I need to just lay the whole day. So I think I left the apartment at 6 p.m. that day. I don't think I'd stepped outside until then. And honestly, it was a vibe. So that was a great, but I think the lows was like trying to recover from Saturday. And then yesterday I was like still recovering. Oh, and I got my period on Sunday too. And I was like having crazy bad cramps. So it was like, whoa, everything hit me once. And I've been like on this like kind of recovery mode, but today, today we're feeling good. So that's kind of like the update. Lots of fun stuff happening. Um, I've also had like a really intense travel bug the past few weeks. I was traveling. If you are new, I've been traveling 
back and forth from Miami to New York for like six months and recently just made the move to New York officially. And I think I've, this is the longest I haven't traveled. I think I've been here for like almost two months and I haven't left New York. And it's kind of been crazy because I like, I was leaving Miami every other week and whoa, I'm having a travel bug. It's coming back guys. I thought I was like a homebody, but then I'm like, whoa, I need to travel again. Anyway, that's the update. That's where we're at right now. Hope you enjoyed. And I hope you're doing good too. Seriously, I'm always here for you. And I know I'm just like a stranger on the internet, but like, I don't want to be that way for you. I'm your wellness bestie. And you can always DM me on I'm sweaty and I know it on Instagram, anything that's happening in your life. And like, I'm here to talk. I'm here to chat it out. So I want to just plug that for you guys. Also, I think it's time to get into the topic. That was a long intro, whatever. I hope you enjoyed it. (laughs) I love chatting with you guys. So Today's topic is navigating FOMO. Okay, so what's FOMO? It stands for fear of missing out. And the reason I picked this topic today for us was because I feel, I have a theory that a lot of you guys are feeling FOMO this summer. I know I am, at least. Just from looking on Instagram at every single person who is going to Europe. And this is no hate to anyone going to Europe. I'm so excited for you. I think it's really easy in the summer to see everyone's travel plans and everything that everyone's doing and get this like weird feeling of FOMO in their gut. FOMO is that icky feeling when you feel when your friend Sally invited all of your other friends to the movie but left you out. And you're like, what? That's like feeling left out, but also like the FOMO of, oh my gosh, I'm going to miss something. I'm missing out. I'm missing out on life. That feeling. I definitely struggled with FOMO for a lot of college, a lot of high school and middle school, honestly, most of my life. I think the best example of me really experiencing FOMO was actually in high school. So I remember I was in Houston at the time and it was spring break. I remember every single person from my school was going to Seaside, Florida for spring break. And I was staying home in Houston. And I was like, so, oh my gosh, I felt such intense FOMO. You guys, I remember this so, like so distinctly too. I would go into my, I'd go lay out in my pool. I'd put on Tropical House music playlist on Spotify and it still exists to this day. I found it. And I'd shut my eyes and pretend that I was laying in Florida. So <laughs> I remember I'd look on Instagram and I'd just be like, oh, I feel so left out. All my friends are in Seaside. I'm in Houston. Oh my gosh, woe is me. All of that like self-pity feelings. And it just was not a vibe. And looking back on every single instance where I've experienced FOMO, it's so interesting to me because I realized that I was actually missing out on my life in that moment. I was in Houston laying at the pool. At the pool. At my pool. What? Like, some people don't even have a pool. I would kill to have a pool right now. (laughs) And I wasn't grateful for what I had in front of me. And I think that it's really natural to want more as humans. That's our human nature, unfortunately. But it's also so freaking important to recognize and understand when we are feeling FOMO and to know how to escape it. So that's what we're going to teach you today.
All right, so we're gonna go over three different types of FOMO. The first one is social FOMO, what I was just chatting about with you. It involves it involves kind of the subjects of career, travel, partying, friendships, and relationships. So we're gonna start with our fun little career sub subcategory. Don't we love the outline? We love the outline. Okay. Has anyone else <laughs> been on LinkedIn before and looked at LinkedIn just freaking cracks me up, guys. When you like go down the news feed and it's like, say congratulations to blah 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 for getting this position at blah blah blah. And and then all the comments are like, congrats on the new role. It's always like that. And what I find is so funny about LinkedIn is a lot of it to me feels like bragging and it's this weird social climbing ladder of I have this title at this company and it's so interesting to me because I think it's very common to feel FOMO in your career even in school if you're still in school maybe you don't have a job yet that's that's like your career right now and it's very easy to want to compare your career path to somebody else's when maybe they're in an entirely different type of career or they have an entirely different story about how they got there. But it's that feeling of wanting more, wanting more money, wanting a better status, wanting to impress more people. So that's the idea of career FOMO. The next one is travel FOMO. And that is what I was just talking about, the seaside Florida. So feeling like you should be traveling right now, you're missing out by being in the city you're currently in or doing whatever you're doing because all your friends, everyone on social media, everyone ever is in Europe or around the world living their best lives, that feeling. I think TikTok also doesn't help with that because you see all like the travel TikToks and you're like, wait, I want to be there right now. Okay, the next FOMO is partying. And we're going to get into this because I have definitely felt this a lot in the past six months. So I haven't actually, actually last week I chatted about it with Caitlin, but I recently started, uh, stopped actually, I recently stopped drinking. And with partying six months prior, or even more than six months to be honest, I was like going ham. I was like having my little like single girl wild and out phase and I was drinking a ton I remember I remember and sorry mom if you're listening to this I remember it was one night I realized for the first time confirmed actually that I had an allergy to vodka I got a picture with my friend and I blacked out for the first time in my whole life it was this past year and I remember waking up the next morning still in my clothes on my bed and honestly it was a horrifying feeling I think that was kind of the start of this realization that I wanted to stop drinking and it just started to down spiral from there but I didn't black out again but every time I would drink I would throw up no matter what no matter if it was one glass of wine if it was a cocktail whatever it was, I would always throw up. I'd have the worst hangovers the next day. And to top things off, it made me incredibly depressed the day following because alcohol actually, I think it lowers your serotonin in your brain. It's either serotonin or one of the other hormones that makes you happy. So I'd wake up extremely depressed the next day and 
when I would be drinking the second I, I it was weird. It was like I, a fl- like a switch flipped in my brain and I'd go from super happy Cali to super sad Cali. And I finally just decided like, why am I drinking? It's not making me feel good. It doesn't serve me and it's not serving my relationships. So I decided to stop drinking. I've been sober now for, I think since March. And honestly, it's been great. But on the topic of FOMO, I've definitely felt FOMO at parties because being the person who's not drinking, it's the weirdest thing. People will make comments. People will say stuff. And a lot of my good friends won't. And that's amazing. But strangers will say stuff. I remember one time I was out in Miami and I was holding literally car keys. And this guy was like, why aren't you drinking? Like, do you want to drink? I'm like, I'm holding my car keys. I'm driving. And he was like, come on. Don't you want to drink? Come on. Just one drink. And I'm like, are you serious? You're a grown adult and you're literally peer pressuring me like I'm a high schooler. What the heck? So that was just, yeah, that wasn't a vibe. But like, honestly, I think the FOMO has just come from the place of feeling like I'm not in the same state as mind as a lot of people and feeling like other people are connecting more because they're drunk. But this just isn't a thing. Like you can still make connections even when you're sober and you should be able to. I mean, that's, I think- this is like a whole other topic, but from what I've really observed since I've been sober is a lot of the times getting drunk or drinking is a way to mask the social anxieties or to just loosen up, as a lot of people will say. And I think it's become really, really amazing just for me personally to experience and learn how to be a social person without needing alcohol. So if anything, it's made me feel stronger in myself and more confident in myself on a sober level. And it's been great because like I'll have conversations with people and remember them the next day. And I won't feel like I, I won't feel like I'm saying things that I would never say if I wasn't, if I was sober. And honestly, like it's been really nice. So I'm rambling about partying, but point being is really thinking about it, like, you don't have to feel FOMO from partying. There's always another party, as they always say, and a lot of the times, it's, like, thinking about it, is it, would you want to wake up super hungover the next day? Like, would you want to wake up exhausted the next day? And this goes to, like, saying, let's say you're not invited to a party, and you're having FOMO about it. Instead of feeling upset about not being invited to the party, you can think about, oh my gosh, like I'm going to wake up clear-minded tomorrow. I'm going to feel energized. So becoming present with yourself, whatever your situation is, and appreciating the life and the moment that you've been given instead of wishing that you were somewhere else, so so much easier said than done. But I think this is like a perspective to give you, and honestly, from someone who has stopped drinking and stopped partying quite as much, I, I think I've been learning how to really navigate the party scene FOMO, and I just keep reminding myself why I stopped drinking, why I don't go out as much, and it's always because I want to feel like a better version of myself, and I'm doing it for me, and I'm doing it to feel good. So yeah, it's my like little take on partying, and I also don't want to shame anyone who's drinking. I have a zillion friends who drink, and I literally drink my whole life, and I, I don't know, maybe I'll drink again one day, but it's one of those things where you have to make the choice for yourself. You can't let other people and the FOMO come over and make you make a choice that isn't bettering yourself. All right. FOMO and friendships. 
Oh my gosh, this is such a big one. So this is like going back to the example of your friend Sally leaving you out for a movie night. It's so easy. Oh my gosh, you guys. Have you ever seen, like had those moments where maybe you're in a trio, like a friendship trio, and the two friends will go and do something and you're like, why didn't you invite me? And you feel so left out. You feel so much FOMO and it's just like, oh, not a vibe at all. So that's like an example of friendship FOMO. And I could just chat more. I could chat so much on friendships and I kind of want to do an episode about this one day. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's like, it's not a great feeling. And I feel like I'm kind of like a repeating old record here, but honestly, it's like, you have to just learn to take a step back and allow other people to live their life how they're living their life and do the best that you can and be present in the moment that you have. And if you see something on social media that makes you feel upset about your friends, shut off social media. You have to learn how to be more mindful and take care of yourself and your best interests instead of being so focused on other people's lives. Like that's what FOMO is, is you're focusing on other people's lives. So the secret to getting out of FOMO is to become present with your own life. I'm like talking to myself here too, by the way. I'm not like an all high and mighty person who's got everything figured out. But I think it's something I've just learned along the way that I still am working on too. And this also goes for relationships. Like sometimes if your friends have, let's say your friends are dating people and you're single and you feel FOMO because you don't have that person or you feel like you're never going to have a relationship it's so important to remember your own timing of your life and just remembering that every single person has their own life timing and journey. And just because they're in a relationship now, maybe they'll, they will be single in a couple months. You just never know. And it is so important to remember that all you can do is do the things that are energy givers and help you focus less on other people. So doing more things that make you grounded and present with yourself. And also too, with relationships, if you're single, it's like using this time to really get to know yourself, date yourself. And I promise when you fill up your time with really working on yourself, you're not going to feel so much FOMO about other relationships because honestly, you won't even have time for a relationship when you're so involved in getting to know yourself. It's pretty cool how that works. And that comes back to like the crowding out mindset. I've talked about this before with food, but it's basically filling up your plate with foods that are nourishing you and make you feel really, really good if you're trying to eat like a little bit healthier. So if you are struggling with eating a lot of ice cream, maybe you're lactose sensitive and it's hurting your stomach. So an example of crowding out would be to eat like oatly ice cream instead because it's oat milk and it's going to help your stomach feel better. That's like an example of crowding out. So you do that even in your own social life too. Seriously, it's like game changer. I found for me, the times when I feel the least FOMO is when I am the busiest, but not busiest in terms of like working, like overextending myself. Busy in the sense that my day has been full and filled with things that are energy givers and fulfilling and taking me off of my phone and allowing me to really, really just be focused on the life that I've been given and not other people's. Okay, so now we're going to like pivot a little bit. And oh my gosh, you guys, I really didn't, I didn't really like give you a solution for a career. 
But I feel like for career, it's kind of, it's also one of those things where it's important to set your own goals and your own intentions for your career because go whenever you're feeling any FOMO about someone else's career, you can look back and remember your own personal why and your own personal goals for your own career. And maybe someone's in the same industry as you and they're having more successes than you. You can look at that as inspiration instead of comparison, instead of jealousy. It's changing that narrative in your mind. And that's so hard, but I know you can do it. And a lot of the times it just comes down to journaling, figuring out why it's triggering you, figuring out why you feel jealous and taking steps, setting action steps to turning that jealousy into something that is beautiful and inspiring and seeing that someone else did it. So that means you can do it too. Okay. Fear of missing out physically. So examples of this would be workout trends, nutrition, and self-care trends. So a lot of this is trends. And I personally have felt a lot of FOMO from looking at social media and seeing all the other workouts that people are doing. So you guys already know this, but I am such a Pilates girly. I love Pilates. I love walking. And I'm not a big gym gal. I do have a gym membership, fun fact. But I actually do a lot of the Pilates and bar classes there. Um, so it's kind of it's kind of funny because I'm not anti-gym. I never am. But I personally don't feel my best when I lift because it really hurts my knees. I have tendonitis in my knees from being a figure skater my whole life. And it also just causes my body to feel really inflamed. I think it's like the high-impact resistance on my body just isn't doesn't work for me and this is just something an example if you see your friends or you see someone else online or maybe an influencer online doing a type of workout everyone's doing one type of workout that you have done before and you know it doesn't feel good for you and you feel FOMO because you feel like that's the only way to quote-unquote get results or to work out it's really important to just go back to how your body feels when you're doing it and to remind yourself why you do the types of exercise that you do. There's no right type of exercise. Yes, maybe you have certain goals physically, but and certain types certain types of exercise will help with those goals. But it's important to just remember, go back to what are the workouts that you have the most fun doing? What are the workouts that your muscles crave? What are the workouts that you want to go back to? And to do more of those. Don't force yourself to do stuff that doesn't feel good on your body, on your muscles, on your mind. Do more of the things that you have fun with. And I promise those are the right things for you. And every single person, it varies what are the types, the right types of exercise. And that's why I personally get so frustrated on social media when those people are out there and they're like bashing other people for the exercise they're doing, claiming that they're lying, saying that that's not possible. Because maybe it doesn't work for the people that are bashing others, but it might actually work for the person that shared that. So it's important to just be loving and accepting of every person and what they do with their time and exercise and just focusing on yourself, seriously, on what you're doing. Because really, what someone else is doing, just be excited for them that they found what works for them and be excited that you found what works for you. And this goes the same thing for nutrition too. There's a lot of fad diets out there telling you it's the only way. You have to do keto. You have to do paleo. You have to do all meat diet, whatever. 
it's seriously, it's not built for every person. And a lot of those diets are built for, this is actually so crazy, guys. A lot of those diets are basically researched on men and not researched on or not tested on women who are pre-menopause. So the people that they're testing these fad diets on, their hormone levels are entirely different than someone who is a woman who is pre-menopause experiencing ovulation, going through their whole flow. And seriously, like those fad diets can put a lot of stress on the female's body. And if they're being tested purely on men, you don't know what it's going to do to your body. I've done keto before and it gave me, I, I don't know if it gave me, I don't, okay. I don't think I ever had like fully had IBS, but it gave me a upset stomach for like months on end. And it was insane. And it just really harmed my body. And I want to share my experience with you in hopes that you will make a choice that is not always following what is trending, more so following what your body needs. So something that I've started to do if I ever feel triggered about a form of eating or feel like I have to do a type of diet to see results is I do a self-check-in. I look at my body, how I'm feeling, and I ask myself, okay, what types of nutrients do I need right now? So an example of this is yesterday I had a lot of carbs. I had, I think I had an apple strudel for breakfast and then I had, I know I had apple turnover for breakfast. Oh my gosh, so good guys. Lunch, I had literally had a flatbread pizza. I was like vibing with carb land yesterday. It was great. And dinner, I was like, okay, so these are the things I've had. What does my body need right now? And I realized that I was really lacking protein and the greens. So I decided to get a dinner that had those two food groups in them. And it made me feel amazing. So into the day, it's like super important to just look at what your body is needing instead of looking at what everyone else is telling you you need or is doing in their own life. You can use it for inspiration. Don't get me wrong. But it's really important to make sure that it's working for you. Not just because you're not just doing it because it's trending. Okay, so this goes on to... The last thing of the physical fear of missing out, and this is self-care trends. We have all seen the that girl trend, right? Do you remember when it was like a whole thing in December and every single person had, it looked like a very similar morning routine and self-care practices. And I remember having conversations with a lot of people in my DMs, some friends, and people were feeling a lot of FOMO for not having the time to do a two-hour morning routine and fit in all of these self-care trends, self-care activities that we were seeing in the That Girl morning routines. Once again, never hate on someone else who's able to do all that stuff. It's awesome and it's exciting that they have the time and they have the energy and they love that stuff. But it's important to make sure you're focusing on your personal life and you maybe you take inspiration from it. You try one of those self-care trends like you try meditation in the mornings and realize you freaking love it great add it to your life if you try another trend let's say chlorophyll water and it makes you feel weird maybe it hurts your stomach then take it out it's important to one trends trends are cool to try but it's also really really important to make sure you don't get sucked into the marketing aspect of FOMO around trends, missing out on the trending things. Instead, you listen to what you personally need. I think I've said this probably like 30 times now. I hope it's sticking. 
And the final category of fear of missing out is on a mental level. And this is more on a personal level. The fear of missing out on your big dreams, not sure where to start. Your mental health, loneliness, productivity. So with big dreams, I know for myself, I have a thousand dreams. And a lot of these dreams are in totally different areas of life. Maybe I want to be a surf girl at an Australian, at a city in Australia, working in a little coffee shop. But then on the other hand, I want to also have my Pilates company brand helping thousands, millions of women around the world every single day. And on the other hand, I would love to be an author. I'd love to live in a secluded mountain town writing books all day. So I have so many different dreams and different things would be so cool to do with my life. And I think sometimes I get FOMO with myself. I'm like, wow, I wish I was doing something else. Like I, I, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm not doing the right thing right now. And does this like feel, does this like talk, or do you feel like this is you sometimes? Cause I feel like a lot of people get like this to be honest. And I don't want to make an assumption, but I think a lot of people are dreamers and have so many things that they want to do, but it's hard to know what is right. And this just goes back to grounding yourself, reestablishing and relooking at, okay, what's right in front of me? What have I been blessed with right now in my life? What gifts do I have in my life? What So gifts in terms of like, what am I talented at? What makes me feel alive and energized? What to me doesn't feel like grueling work? And then go from there. And also is really cool because life is, life is not, like life, there's not a lot of life. And for some people, obviously life can be cut short, which is really sad. But for other people, life can be over 100 years. So it's important to just take your life day by day and starting with one big goal and never feeling overwhelmed that you have to do a million things at once, but just starting with something and just, you know, just having those other goals written down and know that if they're meant to come to your life and happen, like God will make that happen for you. So it all comes down to just letting go of control and giving it up to the Lord and letting God control your life and just trusting him in it all. Seriously, it's been helping me a lot when I've been doing that. And I wanted to share that little piece of advice with you. So this goes to not sure where to start, kind of in the same sort of category. It's just starting small, starting with step number one. And you don't have to always know where you're going. Most people don't know where they're going. They don't know what they're doing. We feel like, we feel like we're just like letting life we're just don't like no one knows what they're doing truly no one knows and a lot of us have similar fears we have similar problems we have similar insecurities and just knowing that you're not alone in the struggle and I think just taking the first step doing that one thing rolling out your mat before a workout grabbing those ankle weights putting them on your ankles writing down your dream, booking a plane ticket. It just just starts small. So this also goes into mental health too. And I know for a fact, like I struggled a lot this past year with depression and anxiety and I've opened up about it. When I was going through it, I felt a lot of FOMO. I felt like everyone else around me the me of a year ago wasn't feeling how I was feeling. And I wanted so badly to feel like that again. I felt like every day I woke up with anxiety and depression 
I was missing out. I was missing out on the life that I wanted to live. And in those moments, it's so important to just release any any FOMO of being someone you were a few days ago or a year ago or being somebody else and taking the obstacle that's in front of you that you're experiencing and focusing on taking proactive steps to heal instead of taking steps back wishing that you had something else. Wishing is not going to do anything for you. Taking the steps will. We can have desires. We can have hopes and dreams But if we're not taking any steps, they're not going to ever happen. So for me, when I was having a lot of anxiety and depression, what really, really helped me was, one, looking at what was working in my life, what was giving me more energy and life and happiness, and taking taking out the things that were not filling my cup. The biggest thing that helped me seriously, guys, and I shared this on my Instagram the other day, opened up about it, was finding God rebuilding my relationship with him. I'd been pushing it away for years and years and years. I was doing everything out there that was textbook supposed to heal me, but it wasn't working and I still felt hopeless and I still felt anxious and I still felt like my life had zero purpose. And I know this is so dark and just, it's so sad to even say this out loud, but when you lose all that hope and nothing's filling your cup, it's really important to kind of look on more of a spiritual level of things and see where you're at. And for me, my relationship with God was stagnant. It, it was, I put it on pause the second I started junior year of high school. And I looked back on who I was when I had God in my life and how I was feeling. And I realized that like, I missed how that feeling was. And yes, that's FOMO. That's the missing out, missing that feeling. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take the steps and I want to make this I want to make this happen again. So I started to rebuild my relationship with the Lord. I got a devotional from Sadie Roberts and it's so amazing. I believe it's called On Purpose. And I would read it every day. I would listen to online church. I started small. And then eventually my friends invited me to church and I started going to church with them. And now I'm in a Bible study in New York, and it's literally been the most just life-giving thing ever. And I feel like my depression and anxiety have healed so much, and it's just re- it's just like really cool. So also always here to chat about that. If you're ever not really sure where to start, just DM me. I'm sweaty and I know it. So this goes to loneliness is that feeling of being alone and living in New York City, it's so interesting. I think FOMO is so real in New York because there's so many people, things are always happening around you and yet it's such a lonely place. If you don't have that community, it can feel like you're the only person in a very busy city who doesn't have anybody and it can feel hopeless at times. I think what really helped me a lot was making the choice and taking the steps and really taking action to make friends. Maybe my friends didn't look like people I'd be friends with. But it's important to not judge books by the cover. Get to know everyone. If someone, a smiling stranger, not like, okay, I don't want to say like talk to strangers, but 
let's just say you are at a coffee shop and this girl starts talking to you and you're like, ugh, I don't want to talk right now. Give them a chance. Like, who knows? God could be placing that person in your life for a reason. I had something really cool happen to me at my Bala class. I had these two girls come up to me afterwards and started talking to me and they were like, oh yeah, we're from Texas. And I was like, what? I'm from, I, I'm from Texas. And we had a lot of mutual friends and they asked me the weirdest question. And I, I don't know to this day how they knew, but they were like, what church do you go to? And in New York, it's actually really interesting because a lot of people in New York, I feel like aren't religious or they're not Christians. I, I mean, I, I'm from Texas and Texas is in, like in the Bible belt, in the Bible belt. <laughs> so I was used to like most people there going to church, but in New York, it was a very interesting question. And I realized they went to the same church as me. It was the craziest coincidence. And because I gave them my time and I listened to them and I really got the chance to know them, now we're friends. And it's so cool. And they're like really cool people. So it's sometimes in our loneliest seasons, it's allowing and just having that open heart to welcoming in whatever God has put in your life instead of feeling such closed doors staring at the ground, not ever smiling at anybody, just just getting through it. But it's so important in those times of loneliness to build that community around you. I promise, like, God's going to take care of you. He's If you're lonely, like, he's going to bring people in your life who are going to help you get out of that season. And we're not meant to be alone as humans. We're not meant to live alone. Or, <laughs> sorry, if you live alone, it's fine. But we're not meant to live alone every single day, never having any human interactions. It's important to have your people and it's really important to build that community around you. So you don't have to always be on the search for it, but I promise if you have an open heart and you have and you allow conversations to happen and you aren't an exclusive person and you're inclusive and you want to make new friends, it's going to happen. And you're going to all of a sudden have really an awesome community around you with people who you maybe never would have met had you had a shut heart and been shielding your eyes, just looking at the ground, never wanting to make any friends. Final point of the day is about productivity. I know for a fact that for me personally, if I have a 20 item list of things I have to do in the day, I will have a lot of FOMO if I don't get them done. I'll feel like, oh my gosh, but every single person around me is getting so much done. Why can I finish my 20 item list? And Something that I've also I've started doing is I just release that need for control. I give up my day to the Lord. I give up everything I'm doing, and I just pray to God, and I'm like, hey, hey, can, can you just, I just trust you here. I just trust that whatever you have planned for me to do today is going to get done. And then I start with item number one. There's no need to be so hyper-stressed and this need for all this control because in the, the day, we don't control our lives. We really don't. And so much can happen in our day. Maybe something happens with a friend and they call you and they need to talk for three hours. But you had 20 things on the list. In that moment, talking to the friend for three hours, it could be doing a whole lot more for both of your lives than finishing off your 20 item list. So ditch the FOMO for productivity. Ditch it. FOMO, FOMO is such a, it's just such a lie it's such a lie to yourself. Who knows what's actually happening in the picture you're staring at? 
Who knows what's happening in the conversation of people laughing where you feel lonely and sad? Like, who knows? And wouldn't you lie to yourself and say, oh my gosh, that moment is better than what I'm currently experiencing? It's like, maybe it's not. If you just took the time to really, really, really just be thankful and find things in your present moment that are freaking amazing and feel thankful that you have the moment you're living and you're living this moment for a very specific reason, I promise that FOMO will go out the door. When you're content and grateful for the life that you have, you're not going to compare yourself to somebody else's wanting what they have. You don't have time for that. You've crowded out the FOMO. So I really hope that this topic, this chat helped you a lot with FOMO. I know for a fact FOMO is tough. I battle with it every single day. And we're, we got this. Like we can get through it. So I'm always here for you. If you ever have any anything happening, you're feeling FOMO, you're feeling left out, you're feeling like you're not enough, I just DM me. I'm one DM away. I will reassure you. But first and foremost, make sure that you reassure yourself too. Finding things that you're so proud of, that you've accomplished, feeling thankful. Telling yourself in the mirror, I am enough. God created me in his own image. That's so amazing. He made you uniquely you for a reason. No one else is you. No one else has your life trajectory, and that's sick. You have a reason for being here. You have a reason for being alive today. You have a reason for hitting play on this podcast. Seriously, there's a reason for everything in your life, and I, if you are focusing on someone else's life, you're missing out on the beautiful reasons of living right now. All right, enough of my little rant. I hope you love this podcast episode. If you did and you're feeling kind, please leave a nice review. It helps a lot and it helps the podcast. It pushes it out to more people so more people can hear this and just learn how to be healthy but still human because we're all humans and we're all dealing with stuff every day. But I think understanding that we can be a little bit nicer to ourselves and just lightening up a little bit makes our lives a lot brighter. So Anyway, that's all for today. Leave the kind review if you're feeling it. Check out my online Pilates studio, sweatystudio.com. I have an app as well, and I'm dropping an August challenge very soon. It's called Pilates Reset Challenge. So it's all about getting back into Pilates, restarting, hitting that press play button again. Maybe you've been traveling and you haven't had time to take care of yourself with working out or movement, and you're like craving it again. This is the perfect challenge for you. And I, <laughs> I don't want to create FOMO if you don't want to do the challenge, but the challenge is going to be really fun. And I do really hope that you're there. So invites open. Um, I hope I see you next week. Have the best day ever. Keep shining, my gorgeous queen. Stay amazing. Keep spreading light into this world because you are a star. And yeah, that's all. Have the best day and stay sweaty. Bye.